Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Empire. Welcome to the latest edition of All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino, and we are joined by Capitals Radio Network's Ben Raby. Hi, Raby. First time, long time, fellas. Good to be with you. Good, good to talk to you. <laughs> good to be here. No, I appreciate the invite, and uh, good job by you guys. Pod's been going well. Have uh, been a loyal listener. We look forward to questions later on, Carl. It's a good product, so good to be here. Oh, thanks, man. It's great. It's good having you on there. I love I love getting a chance to uh, be in the driver's seat of asking some questions now. It's been a while, so it's uh, it's nice that I get to mess with you guys just a little bit. And, Hard hitting. And and, and, and <laughs> Raby's been good. For, for, for those of you who don't know Ben, a great human being and, and actually has been giving feedback to me for this podcast because I don't know what the hell I'm doing. But Ben obviously mm-hmm. does know what he's doing in, the, in this setup. Uh, gentlemen, Capitals uh, beat the Jets. Uh, fall behind 2 nothing, 2-20 in, uh, storm back, give up a late goal, finally win in overtime. Carl, you're sure your impressions on that win and just kind of stopping the bleeding a little bit. Yeah, you know what? So I, I caught the, the whole first period, and then after that I was kind of in and out. Um, so I didn't I didn't get to the see... The opposite of the Capitals, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, well, you know what? I, I After watching that first period, I mean, it could have easily been, you know, four... Four one. It could have it could have been four two. I guess. I mean, it, it just there should have been there could have been way more goals scored than than there was, and it just looked like um, you know I've, I've seen a couple games now. I watched the the Bruins game, watched the Canucks game, and uh, and then the first period of that last game. And um, I, to to me, it almost seems like there's there's a little bit of uh, at times disinterest. I mean, I, I don't know oh, what, yeah. I what so. you guys see it. it. Yeah, it just seems like there's not a not a whole lot of life going on right now, and. You know, it took it took until you know. I guess Ovi thought that he uh, um, there should have been a penalty call on that on that one play, and yep. and then he got a little fired up after that. I, I I did get to see that part, and you know that's all it takes sometimes. You're just a little bit of a switch, and then we all know he he's the engine. If 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 he's fired up and he's going, we've all seen what he can do. So to me, that's kind of what it seemed like happened. And then you know after that, like I said, I wasn't. I wasn't watching every second of it, so I don't I don't uh, know the details. But from your guys' point of view, I'd love to hear what you saw in the second and the third. Yeah, Ray, 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 that, that's like, because we did see Alex Ovechkin get very, very angry yes. on the bench. Between Ovechkin and Wilson, I mean, they, they came to play last night. I thought they were both engaged really from the get-go and ultimately good on Willie to be rewarded with the overtime winner set up by Kuzi there. But, uh, you know, a couple of takeaways. You know, I thought, you know, certainly as the game went along, I credit Vitek Vanacek keeping them in the game. He came up with big saves when you were still watching Carl in the first period, a breakaway stop on Andrew Kopp. You're down three, nothing, you know, suddenly the game is probably a little further out of reach. And you know what as well, I thought got lost in the shuffle fellas, three big penalty kills for the Capitals in the second period, particularly game is tied two two. It's a pivotal moment in the game. You would appreciate this Carl. 
You had the four penalty killers out there for the full two minutes. Nick Dowd, Kuznetsov, <laughs> Jensen, TVR. They were gassed. And the Jets were, were real close from regaining the lead late in the second period. They didn't. Capitals were able to keep it a 2-2 game, ultimately took the lead in the third period, but thought the PK was big, thought Vanacek was good. But I'm curious from your perspective, Carl, you say they were, you know, looked a little disinterested. They've acknowledged it's a mid-season lull. It's the dog days. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of games in a short amount of time here. What is that like when you're in a little bit of a lull, you're not playing at your best, you recognize it in the grind of 82 games, and you've got to work your way out of it? Hey, first of all, I'm the one that's supposed to be asking the questions. <laughs> no, but you know what? You're right. It, this is this is a tough time of the year. You got you got weather that's a little bit colder. You got snow days and stuff. When I'm sure a lot of the older guys wish they were out there playing with the kids and and enjoying what you know what I'm getting to enjoy a lot of right now is is seeing some of those family moments. But um, it's really difficult. And then you look too, like like when OSHA isn't in the lineup it completely changes the dynamic of that team, not only on the ice, but guaranteed off the ice. Like he's the buzz in that dressing room before games and warm up and all that. One of the guys that gets everybody fired up to play. So when he's not, when he's not there, it for sure changes it. And, and then, yeah, they got, you know, they're expecting a lot of those guys to have a nice big Olympic break. And, uh, and now that that may not happen, we don't know. And, you know, it just a lot of things probably messing with their heads and, uh, you know, and then obviously they got to go and perform and play hockey games. So it's uh, a tough time of the year and, and we're seeing it. But if you can find a way to, to still squeak out victories and get some points when you're not feeling good, then I think you're looking pretty good. But that was it, it, it's uh, hard to hard to not see teams get too fired up at the start of the game. And to me, also, not only just T.J. Oshie out, but to me, the last couple of games have shown how valuable John Carlson is to this team because every single thing on defense, right, Raby, like it, it just mixes better when John Carlson's in there and everything else is, is off. Yeah, it has a trickle-down effect, certainly, when you consider that top pair role and the big minutes that he eats and all the responsibilities he handles. But certainly, I would say last night, there was a, a little bit of a trickle-down effect. I thought the pair, generally, of Jensen and Orlov were, were very good last night, uh, you know, first few minutes, uh, notwithstanding. But um, yeah, no, no question. There was a trickle down effect. I think you look at the lower down the depth chart last night, uh, certainly uh, became apparent. But uh, you wonder too when he might be able to return. And we wonder as well what the status of Dmitry Orlov might be coming up here as uh, the Capitals look to continue on in Boston here. Did you see this hit, Carl? The neon knee? Yeah. Yeah, I saw it. I, I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in full speed yet. I've only seen it in super slow mo. And obviously, you can see everything that happens there. Um, I mean, mean penalties are hard for me, like, you know, like, you know what it's like when, when you get going with momentum and you have a, a thought in your head, it's hard to, it's hard to just completely stop yourself, especially when, when you got speed right. going like that, you know, you're, you're committing to a hit you don't want to let a guy jump past you. And it, it would be everybody's instinct to just move slightly. And you, you might not think that you're, that you're moving your leg that much, you know, it might only feel like you know you're moving it an inch and then you see it in in slow-mo and it's like oh i've actually moved it you know four or five inches just enough to clip somebody and it's it's just a it's a really really hard play you get caught up in that situation so many times i remember clearly one time i tried to i tried to get in the way of brad marchand as you cutting across the ice and i went for just like a little shoulder and the next thing you know when you watched on video no i was like full elbow trying to like look like I was going right. for his head you know it's it, you just can't stop yourself you're just trying to get a 
a piece and he's down, down low too. So it's like, he knows that he can't allow a guy to get past him there. Cause it's, it's going to be bad. An odd man situation right towards the front of the net. So I, I, unfortunately he might get dinged a little bit for this, but it, in my opinion, it's just a really, really hard play to get out of once you're in it. After this conversation, I think he, he should have you in the room as his lawyer. Because if, if, he, <laughs> if he explains it in the hearing the way you explained it, he might get a lesser suspension out of it. Well, you know, the guys making those decisions, too, they know exactly what that feeling is. Yeah, I think that they – is it an in-person hearing? Is that no, what no, it's, 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 a, it's a phone hearing. Okay, so, you know, in that case, it, it could be one of those things where it's like, hey, look, we know, we know what was going on. We need to show that – you know, we're at least looking into it. Um, and maybe... I think it's a game or two. I, I, I like, and I, I, I think, I think so. it's a game or two. And it's one of those where even if the intent wasn't there, it's something you can't do. Ehlers mm-hmm. is hurt and, and might be hurt for a long time. So I can, I can oh. see both sides of this one, but still see Orlov getting suspended. I didn't see that. I didn't see the update on Ehlers. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Dave Lowry said he's going to miss at least the, the next game in, in Nashville, and, and they're calling him out indefinitely. So indefinitely means indefinitely. Yeah, that that sucks. And then going back to like if Orly's out, and depending on when Carly can come back, I I don't know how these uh, the uh, the numbers work, the underlying numbers and the advanced stats work. But what to me it seems like when I watch and Carly's in the lineup, like there's so much more puck possession. There's so so many. Oh, yeah. The breakouts are so much better. You know, the power play has another dimension to it. So you you take Orly out of there uh, potentially, and and then not having Carly, like that's uh, that's a major blow. Then. Then I'm tying my skates back up and I'm getting out there. <laughs> you know, like we're we're getting in one. And so I you know I just want to go back to that though and, and just say how important Carly is to that team with, oh, with yeah, the way he's been sure. able to 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 move the puck and, and get it to guys in speed and, and good transitions and all that. So could be could be in a situation here. Yeah, and, and it'll be the, the Matt Irwin experience and, and Dennis Chalosky getting some more minutes. And if you'd like to sign a PTO, obviously you have Brian McClellan's number if you need that, if you'd like that for the rest of the week. <laughs> sure, I'm in. Actually, no, I got a busy week this week. I don't think I can do it. Yeah, you're needed this week. You're not needed beyond that. Um, <laughs> 10-day contract. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Uh, we'll take a break here on Oz Caps. We're going to come back and talk uh, some more capital stuff of Vitek Vanacek and the goalie situation. We're also going to dive into the weird situation in Edmonton with Jim Matheson and Leon Dreisaitl because I don't know. Carl and I agree on a lot of things. I'm not sure we're going to agree on this one. So I think you should stay tuned and see where this one ends up. We'll be right back. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman and maybe future Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner. Uh, I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino, joined by 
Ben Rady, Rady from the Capitals Radio Network, WTOP, uh, Sirius XM, all the 7,000 jobs you have, Ben. First of all, I, before we get into Capitals stuff, how do you juggle all this? And and being a, a husband and a father of two kids. We're, uh, we're, we're, we're every two weeks. We wait for the schedules to come out. That's pretty much it. Uh, good luck trying to plan something a month in advance. The wife loves that. Um, no, it's... Uh, you know, the, the, the folks we work for uh, recognize that there are other commitments. They are familiar with the capital's responsibilities. At least that schedule is, for the most part, solid and in place. But, um, yeah, no, we very much uh, enjoy working with different outlets and uh, taking advantage of uh, the opportunities. Yes, sir. Now, as Carlos is getting into his multitasking kind of world now and meetings and this and that, I'm sure you have some advice for him. Uh, enjoy it, man. I, I enjoy it. I, I like the variety. I like getting to work with different people. I like on one day, you know, maybe I'm talking about, you know, the Capitals depth chart. And then the next day I'm at Sirius XM and, you know, we're, we're talking NFL playoffs and high stakes, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady debates. So no, I, li- I like the variety and, um, you know, keeps us on our toes in the hockey off season as well. So I, I, I like the variety and you get to work with different people, different backgrounds. Okay, so speaking of NFL, really quick here because I'm I'm into it. Um, give me your pick. Who who do you got? Well, what, what I'm I'm in a. I don't know if you've done a pool like this before, but you have like you wager every week a certain amount of points on uh, on a team to win. You have to put at least one point on on a, uh, each game, and then you wager a certain amount. Um, like I would wager like last week, I put I put the majority of my points on the Chiefs, and then I put one point on every other game. So who who do you like? Who who should I? Uh, be paying close attention to in this week's bets. Well, in the non-objective category, Carl, you're speaking to a cheesehead here. So put all your chips on the Green Bay Packers at Lambeau Field, very much in favor of them moving on. And uh, outside of that, uh, like the home teams, like Tennessee, that's boring. That's like going with shock here, right? Like Tennessee, like Tampa Bay. Can we go with the Bills? Is that an upset? I don't think that's an upset. The Bills over the Chiefs, that'll be a great game. Sunday night, can't wait for that. So we've got Titans, we've got Bucks. We've got Packers in a landslide, and we've got the Bills. <laughs> okay, good to know. I don't, I don't care if it's a chalk. I don't care if it's a not fun. I'm in it to win it here, so I, yeah. I just want your winners. Look, I thought yeah. I was smart in, in in putting 21 confidence points on the Chiefs in this pool, and then five on the Bills, and I sprinkled everything else around. I just got every other pick wrong. I got the Bills right, got the Chiefs right. So you're tied for 17th, and I'm tied for like 34th down with Shea Weber. <laughs> well, yeah, you, you're in the, I'm so happy that you're in the pool too. <laughs> did you so pick the fun. Eagles? What do you mean you got every pick wrong? I, I took, yeah, I, I, I did take the Eagles because there was one confidence point. And now the problem is everyone has 30 and I have 28. So I'm down down the track here. Is this with yeah. a spread or is this, this money? Is straight, is this straight, this straight up? straight up. And you picked the Eagles. I did think the Eagles were going to win that game if they could run the ball worth, worth a damn. You deserve to lose. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean probably. Honestly. And I had the Cowboys, and I, and I lost that one, obviously. Yeah. That wasn't smart. I put a bunch on the Chiefs, a bunch on the Bills. Felt really good about those, and then lost everything else. I, I was so selfish watching the, the Cowboys 49ers game last weekend, which was a great game. I wanted Dallas to win as a Packers fan because I knew if the 49ers won the game, the Packers 49ers game would be Saturday night. Opposite the Capitol Senators game, which we have a work obligation to right. be attending and working <laughs> and covering. Sunday is a day off. Why couldn't the Cowboys win? Packers would have played on Sunday. It would have been glorious. Are you going to oh. do the – so, so, so Carl, uh, what Raby does is every, every once in a while he will like, 
DVR a game and not want anyone to tell him what's happening. So he doesn't yep. check Twitter, anything. So it'll be a big Duke game or whatever game, and he just will literally watch it three or six hours later, having no idea what happened. Are you doing that again? The plan is to DVR Saturday night's Packers game. It starts at 8.15. Our game begins at 7. Ideally, I could avoid it for two hours. You know, the question is, will John Walton and my cohorts who I work with, friends, will they, you know, support me in this endeavor? Or right before they leave the booth, will they slip me a little note and, and spoil the experience? I mean, oh, they, they probably will mess with you. Um, let, yeah, let's yeah. let's be real. Um, qu- a quick Capitals thing uh, is Vitek Vanacek in the goalie situation. And, and Carl and I, we, we've been screaming about the goalies for a few months now, even though we're not goalie experts. Uh, Vitek Vanacek did play well in that Jets game, but I still keep thinking something needs to give here. And, and, and I don't know how much trust the coaching staff has in Ilya Samsonov. The team needs to get a goalie sooner than, than later, right? Or are you riding Vitek Vanacek? That's for you, Ben. I've I've already I've already shown my uh, I've already said what I think uh, needs to happen. I want to know what you want to what happened, Ben. I think there would be an appetite to get improvement there. I think the goaltending's been good. I think for a team with aspirations like this, and I know you guys have alluded to the window over the past few weeks for this team and this core. I think there's an app. You have to have great goaltending, right, fellas? You need it to be great if you want to make a deep postseason run. And we haven't seen great from what's in place now. Could it be great? Sure, it could be great, but the track record and as the sample size grows here, it hasn't been great consistently enough and and surely between now and, what is it, March 21, the trade deadline, uh, all options will be explored. We know that Brian McClellan isn't shy from making big deals, you know, come, come deadline time or to at least look into it. I'm sure all options are being considered, but ugh, for a team with, with, you know, a lot of other great parts, the most important position, it, it needs to be better. It needs to be consistently better. Sure. Well, when, so Alex Ovechkin scores his 27th goal against the Jets, takes over the league lead. The man he broke a tie with, Leon Dreisaitl, was in the news yesterday uh, for the wrong reasons. Uh, here's what happened between Leon Dreisaitl and, and Hall of Fame hockey writer Jim Matheson in Edmonton on Tuesday. What do you think is the number one reason for the losses now? Is there, is there one thing that you, in your own mind you're saying, we got to get better at that? Yeah, we have, we have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? Nope. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. I'm just I, answering your question. Yeah, you are. Whenever I ask you a question. I gave you an answer. Not a very good one. Okay. Uh, Carl Alzer has been our good guy award winner in the Washington media. He would never do this. But I'm curious your thoughts on this interaction between Jim Matheson and Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure I've never, you know, given an answer where it was just like a one word answer, you know, like. A You've no never comment. given a one word answer. I'm confident in that. Yeah, exactly. That's not, it's just not something that's in me to do. Like if I'm asked a question, I want to give an answer. So in my opinion, I feel like that, I feel like Leon could have, um, he could have expanded a little bit more, you know, like the media has a job to do, you know, part of, part of Leon's job is to, is to, you know, entertain those questions and, and give an answer. That being said, um, clearly there's some history there. What he says there, you know, why don't you answer that question? You have all the, an- you have all the answers. So, you know, there's, there's some sort of history going on there. And finally there was a breaking point and, and that's what happened. But, um, you know, Ben, you brought up a good point earlier about 
both the relationships. Um, and, and I'd love for you to kind of explain that because I always thought, you know, both of you guys are, were great at just coming up and, and just chatting, you know, and, and developing more of a relationship. And there's been, you know, there's only been a few guys that, that I've, a few people, I guess, that I've come in contact with that have been good at fostering those relationships. So, you know, I'd love for you to just expand on, on your process behind getting to know the players and the coaches. Well, it's, it's unfortunate because we're, we're coming up on two years since everything changed, right? And locker room access was limited. And for for fans, for listeners who maybe aren't fully familiar, you know, going back pre-COVID days, you know, the locker room, the dressing room would be open a few minutes after practice and media comes in and you get your interviews, you, you ask your questions related to the games. And yeah, as Carl said, you, you foster relationships. You talk like humans, you talk like people, as opposed to now the distance, the Zoom, even the podium nature, if it's quote unquote in person, it's still at a podium, it's still from a physical distance, and there isn't time to you know, schmooze, for lack of a better word, to just say, hello, how are you? How's the family? How's this? I noticed this, new equipment, whatever it is, right. just to talk like people, a conversation, and that's how you build better relationships, and now the, the distance between media and athletes, and I'm sure it translates to other fields as well, there's a distance and it, it almost becomes, to, in some instances, adversarial. And it's very, very unfortunate. And I hope that one day it can be returned to what it once was, you know, years ago. I actually think, and, and I wonder, Carl, if, if guys who you talk to who are still in the league agree with this, I almost think a lot of guys, not everyone, misses it because it does feel like more of a you're not you're in it together than a you're dragged out somewhere and talking because when you're in a locker room together and able to chat, it feels like you're kind of all in the same job, even though we're on another side. It to me, it feels like it's personal. It's it's not something where you're pulled out and you're sitting in front of a microphone and then there's this very static relationship to it. Well, yeah, and, and a conversation that goes, you know, it starts out by by one of you guys just saying, "Hey, I'm I'm just going to ask you about the game last night and and whatever." Got just a couple things that I'm I'm doing a story for and uh, versus just coming straight in and, and asking yeah. a question. You know, it's like let's just have a quick briefing of what I'm going to ask you because and I could I could tell by your body language maybe that. You know, I know that you need to do this for a deadline or whatever. So that right there is like, I can clue in again, you know, you, you have a job to do. You're, you're just trying to get your job done. Then we finish the interview and then it's like, oh man, I'm, I'm so tired from last night. Like, you know, that was a long game when went to, you know, whatever, went out to Bugsy's, had a couple beers and stuff like just that right there. That's how we can connect on, on a different level. And, and when you don't get to do that, then yeah, it's, then it's, then it's like a, you know, it's almost like a, it's like an interaction with a police officer, you know, like they come, <laughs> they come to your window and you're just like, yep. here's my answers. And then they disappear and not knowing that that police officer might be a great person that you could, could hang out with and, and have a good conversation. And when you don't get to do that, then, yeah, then everybody's at an arm arm's length. And then you give just way, you know, your, your answers. And, and, uh, like you said, the, the relationships that are supposed to be fostered aren't there. And then, you know, the content doesn't always become that good, but what I, what I love, and I was looking at some of the comments on, uh, on that thing with Dreisaitl and Matheson, just like someone said, you can clearly tell Matheson, Matheson's been, been married, but after calling, uh, Leon pissy, <laughs> it's, it's just so good. And then hearing some of the other people in the media world, like, some coming to his defense, some coming to Leon's mm -hmm. defense. You know, it's a, 
it's a it's a weird situation and which kind of leads me to asking well i guess both of you guys would be great since you you've both been in this for a while you ever have a situation like that happen that you know hasn't maybe been aired but uh but but you've got into it with some people Ribby? It ends up being a funny story, but I'll, t- I'll tell you real quick. This was uh, Bruce Boudreaux, okay? So this goes back 2010, 2011. He wasn't happy with something I had put out on the Twitter machine. And I don't know, Twitter 2010, 2011 was fairly new, I sure, guess. New. I don't, things weren't going viral, I don't know. He had said something off mic, okay? He had finished his podium business, and he had said something off mic. You may remember Carl. He's a big Notre Dame football fan, Bruce is. And Notre Dame was having a rough year, and he said, you know, we're so bad, I don't even think we could beat Potomac High School this year. And we laughed. It was funny. But it was an off-the-cuff, off-to-the-side, not-on-the-record quote that I then went ahead and may have shared on social media. Next day, we get back, and before he speaks to us, I get tapped on the shoulder by one of the media relations folks at the time, uh, Kelly Murray. Remember Kelly Murray? She taps me on the shoulder. She says, um, Bruce wants to see in his office. Why no? You may have been there. Others were there. I actually got you in trouble with this because they saw it from me retweeting you. (laughs) They thought it was you. They thought it was me. I get get the tap on the shoulder and you knuckleheads. It's like getting sent to the principal's office. You're all, ooh. (laughs) So I go into his office, but I genuinely, I don't know. I don't know what it's about. You're thinking you're getting exclusive right now. Maybe he thought, maybe he liked an article I had done the day before. I, I genuinely, this was not something I was thinking of. So I go into his office and he tells me, sit down. And I'm looking around the office. First time I'm in there, frame pictures, very nice. I sit down and he says, how you doing? I said, I'm good. How are you? I, don't, I really don't know where this is going. He said, I saw what you, uh, you posted yesterday about my comment about Notre Dame football. I said, yeah, that got a lot of play. I think a lot of people got a good laugh out of that. And then he turns all 24-7 on me. What the bleep are you doing? You can't bleep and put that bleep out there. You make me look bad. Here's the thing. Notre Dame football is calling Ted Leontis. Notre Dame Athletics is calling the Capitals. They're asking, who's Bruce Boudreaux? Why is he saying this about our team? Let him worry about his. I'm really, I feel awful now. I feel really bad. I genuinely feel bad. And he says to me, you want me to be robotic? You want me to not talk? You, you know, just give you hockey cliches? We could do that. So anyways, I feel terrible. I rush home, get on the laptop. I start looking up all the phone numbers. Notre Dame Athletics, Notre Dame SIDs, you know, media relations. I call them all up. I call them up. I say, this is Ben Raby, Washington, D.C., et cetera, et cetera. Just wanted to apologize. There was a tweet about Bruce Boudreaux, Capitals head coach, first person. I don't know what you're talking about. No idea. I call somebody else. Excuse me, are you aware of this tweet? No, no idea. Hey, you guys know about this? No, anything with the Washington County? Bruce set me up, fellas. <laughs> I appreciate what I did. I called Notre Dame. They had no idea. They had no idea about any of this. Uh, and he amazing. says they were busy calling the team because of something I put out because of a comment he made. So he wasn't too pleased, never uh, revisited that. But the lesson was learned the harsh way, I guess you could say. That is that's okay. incredible. I mean, look, and look we, I, I've had a few of these over the years. The one that I that I, is most recent is I wrote a big story about Tom Wilson in the spring of 2019, and this was it was after the Sunquist suspension, and it was so he's had a few suspensions at that point. They've already won the Stanley Cup. He's got the contract, and I, I thought it was a pretty good story. Just talked to Tom about it. Talked to some of the Blues guys, including Zach Sanford, and, and did kind of a. What was titled Most Hated Man in Hockey, Tom Wilson. But it was a very sympathetic kind of what he deals with and social media and all of that stuff. 
and and Sergey from Capitals PR says the next day, like, Tom's pretty pissed. Oh, okay. Whatever. We're done talking in the locker room. Before Tom leaves, I'm like, hey, do you have a second? And so I was like, it's a story I wrote. And he's like, yeah, this is what my parents said, or this is what I feel. And we just had a conversation privately in the corner of the locker room, and we're good. I mean, like from that point on, and Tom, to, for for everything that the players on the ice are like, oh, he's this and that. He is one of the best people to deal with in in a locker room, and, and to to have that that situation where it's like, okay, I did something that pissed you off, and I think I'm okay with it. But to have be able to have a human conversation mm-hmm. with it, smooth the situation out without it being on Zoom and viral to the whole world of kind of. Oh, why no and Wilson got into it? No, we we had a, a an adult conversation and then it's over. And and see that to me, that's where you lose the relationships of, of Zoom and this podium stuff when everything is blasted yeah. out on social media and you don't have that opportunity to just quietly go talk to someone. Yeah, there there was another player. I don't want to reveal his name. You can if you want to. Why no? Do you remember there was a player who was dealing with some injuries? 2013, 14 ish. He called us into the room. He wasn't pleased with some of what was being written and reported. This is an entire episode. If you want to get into this one, this is an entire episode. (laughs) Whether that was justified or not, but I bring it up to suggest, okay, he wanted to talk as people and just say, acknowledge, I'm not happy. He didn't take it out in an article. He at least called us in privately and said, you know, just be aware of of what you're you're writing about me kind of thing. Do you remember this, Carl? Who was it? It was it was Brooks like, and and it okay, was, I was a, gonna and, say it must and, have been Brooks. And it was after it was after he had a surgery that was I, I guess misreported, and then he was upset at, at kind of how it came out, and then he said something on the junkies about how we got the surgery wrong, and we kind of had some like not bad interactions, but just like during scrum interactions that were a little salty, which led to him to say like, no, we need to, we need to all talk about this. And he was, and, 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 and at that point, it was a very kind of civil conversation. It's just one of those that that could have very much boiled over if it were a Zoom or a podium situation mm-hmm. in public about a, a, a situation like that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough because a lot of times not all the not all the information has been given, you know. And then sure. you you guys go off of what you have and what you what you believe is is uh, correct, and you know it might be might be pretty darn close but there might be one thing and that one thing could just make that player's head just set off and be like, be like oh, no, it did. If only if, it did. If, yeah exactly if only they knew this then they wouldn't write that and you know it just it turns into a, a big girls thing and it happened to me actually right after um me and mandy got married we had our wedding website and it was obviously just for family you know like i didn't know right. offense guys but i didn't invite any of the media to my wedding because I wanted Thanks, just, Carl. Yeah. just my family, right? No and offense taken. And, stuff. and um, I can't remember what the guy's name is now. Um, anyways, he he posted it. You know, like he said, oh, this is Carl Alsner's wedding website. And so like all of our personal photos and stuff like that were out there. And I'm just like, like, why would you do that? You know, it doesn't make any sense. I remember saying something there and and I, I think it got taken down. And it, But it's just like sometimes you need to know where, where to draw the line. Right. And, and it, and it's tough, especially in when, when people would like want views and, and want, want some action on it. And then knowing when it's like, this is separate from this and, and being smart about that. And I think that that's where it separates the good ones from the ones that, that aren't so good. So it, it's, it's a, it is a bit of a weird balancing act though. And, and going back to the, the, the distance between the zoom and the podiums and the inability to, to just, I think you said it in passing a few minutes ago, Carl, but just even if it's after a bad loss, you could just go up to 
the player and say, hey, no, I, I know it was a rough night, but can I just ask you one thing about this? You could almost preempt it with a little something to ease it, whereas yeah. on the Zoom or, or podium, you can't. And, I, and why don't you may be the same. I've always enjoyed, you know, over the years, you take advantage. If it's a player you see on the regular, might be able to plant a seed. Hey, could I get you in a few days on this yes. topic? As opposed to just throwing it at him on a Zoom without any 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 lead up or, or preamble. Yeah, and it's both. It's both being able to say, "Hey, can I get you in a couple of days?" Like, I don't need you right now on this. I remember Steve Alexi and I when when he came, finally got his first NHL contract, and I'm like, "Look, I need you for like 20 minutes, not right now, but you pick a day and we'll we'll talk about it." Or even like visiting players come in who don't know me from Adam. And I could just quietly be like, hey, can I ask you about this? And then if, if they don't want to talk about it, it doesn't become a big thing. It's just, I just, I don't want to talk about that. And some, and some guys are great and some guys, and it just allows to, you to have just like any workplace, right? Like you want to be able to have a private conversation where the whole world's not watching what you're asking and answering. Yeah. Well, you know, what's funny. We've talked about this wine. I was, there's, there's, uh, there's, there's one member of the media that we discussed that we would not be having them on, on the show. And we're not uh, going to go, we're not going to go names there. We're not going to do any names there, but it was uh, it, this guy. He, you know, throughout the whole season, we'd talk and have fine conversations, no issues there. And then at, uh, I find out like towards three quarters of the way through the season, through my aunt who told my mom, who told me, because I wasn't paying attention to anything that was going on, that uh, this guy had been like, you know, pretty harsh in, in, the, in, in a lot of the articles. And I'm like, really? I'm trying to think, like, who who would it have been? Like, I've got good relationships with everybody in the media here. And and then uh, end of the season happens, whatever. And and the guy comes up to me and says, Hey, you know, I, I just want to let you know I was I was pretty tough on you in the in the the media this year. And you know, I'm I'm really pulling for you next year. And I'm just like, like, what do you mean you were really tough on me? Like, why didn't you ever have this conversation with me that you've been like, you know, you've been on me or like, what what is it that you want to know? Like, let me let me have an opportunity to to talk it out with you. And then, you know, how sometimes in certain cities, Ben, as you would know, this city, um, it can sometimes spiral out of control pretty fast and it can really, really turn things for, for a player and which, which is exactly what ended up happening to me. So I just think that it's, uh, in two languages, in two languages, sometimes in in two languages. Yeah. So I don't even have an opportunity to know what's being said about me. (laughs) My, uh, my translation isn't that good. So it's just, you know, it, it can be frustrating too. Like it's, I don't think, I don't think anyone needs to bury anybody. Um, but I think we all need to understand that we all have a job to do. And, you know, just like I might be able to go out and say on Twitter, like, I, I think Wino is a terrible writer. He doesn't know anything about this, nothing about that. And if I did that once a week for, you know, three months straight, you know, eventually that might catch on. Sure. Whereas, you know, it works the exact same way with uh with a member of the media and a player you know i think i think tom tom is a goon he, he can't focus blah blah blah. next week same thing then then everybody who's following following you would would see that right so it's it's i think what what needs to always be remembered is everybody's trying to trying to make a living you know this is what we do and and we don't need to put anybody out you know as, as much as you might not like somebody or you know don't respect the way they play don't respect the way they write you know, we're providing for somebody <laughs> and let's right. not try and uh, try and ruin it for anybody here. And, and to me, it's about respect. And that was the thing probably lacking from that, that Drysaddle-Matheson exchange, in my opinion, is, just, is I think Jim Matheson deserved more respect from Leon Drysaddle in that situation. But um, mm-hmm. we're going to take a break here on, on All's Caps and come back and Ben Raby gets to be Carl's latest victim on Carl's Stupid <laughs> Questions.
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Alsner and Capitals Radio Network's Ben Raby. I'm AP hockey writer Steve Wino. And now it's time for the favorite portion of the show, which is Carl's Stupid Questions. All right, Ben, since you're a loyal listener, you understand how this works. But uh, just in case we have anyone new, um, we got we got six questions for you, range, ranging from uh, ones that make sense to ones that don't make sense. And I have a, a formula in my head that I will use to uh, add up your points at the end so we know exactly where you are. And good luck to you. Yeah, we don't need to be number one. We just need to be ahead of Jay Walton, okay? Let's make that happen. <laughs> Let's work together and broadcast booth bragging rights. Well, he had 106 points. He's he's tied for 30s on the podium right now. So let's knock let's, him off. Let's knock him off. All right. Okay, first question here is I know that we all use uh, spell check uh, now, but do you have a word that you always misspell? Like I, in my text to you guys, trying to spell dry sidle. Not a chance. It wasn't anywhere near. But do you have a do you have a word that you would always misspell? Uh, yeah, Chalowski is a new one, but let's go with anniversary, which really shouldn't be. Anniversary is not that big of a word, right? But two N's and R's in there. Let's let's go anniversary, which is great when we have to write out cards. And it always comes out as what anniversary? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this one. Um, some of the guys I was talking to yesterday said I need to ask this question more often. Um, what what in your opinion is the ugliest vegetable? Ugliest vegetable. Ugliest vegetable. <laughs> is, is is eggplant a vegetable? Eggplant's a vegetable. Eggplant's a vegetable. Yeah. Eggplant's a vegetable. Let's go eggplant. Eggplant, yes. Okay. That's that's a good It's not choice. your everyday fare. It's an exotic <laughs> vegetable. <laughs> All right. Okay. So nice night out with everybody. You're having a good time, couple beers, and all of a sudden the karaoke machine comes out. What song is Ben Raby singing? Uh, Rick Ansley, can't go wrong with that. And a little uh, little Bohemian Rhapsody. I feel like this Ooh. isn't overly original. Bohemian Rhapsody is a good one, right? That's a great one. Yeah. You're going to be up go. there for a while singing that song. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's Holy. six minutes plus. You're paying by that's, the hour. That's, that's on you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Got some lung strength right there. Um, okay, so we, we kind of talked about um, issues sometimes we have with uh, – with talking to people and interviews and all that stuff. Do you have a favorite person that you like to interview? Favorite person outside of the Carl Alsner category. Wait, <laughs> we talking, we talking, we talking Capitals alums. We're keeping it to, in the family here. Um, you know who I like talking to, but I feel like not, not too many others did for some reason. I developed a good one with, with Daniel Winnick. Okay. <laughs> in it to Winnick. All right. Winnipedia. Winnipedia. Yes. We were good with him. And the other one, John used to make fun of me for this one. We felt we cornered the Alex Chase on market. I don't know. There was some Quebec bond there, but uh, but I liked Winnick uh, for the uh, for the go tos. I thought he was he was to the point. He was frank. He was honest. And uh, he was uh, we, we, we were good with him. I, I love that you threw out his nickname there. Winnipedia. Winnipedia. It's like 
one of the perf- the most perfect nicknames ever. He was like, <laughs> he was so fast on Google. If anything was happening, like we'd be, we'd get on the bus from getting off the plane, trying to figure out how long it's going to take us to get to whatever it was to, to Manhattan, to the hotel. And someone had just asked the question and half a second later when he's like, well, according to ways, it's going to take us uh, 26 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, if we don't go this way, he had this answer for everything. And it was like, it's one of those things where it's like, kind of bugs you but also kind of lovable too like you know like when he's always gonna have our back he's gonna find an answer for us and so knows everything let me let me tell you real quick a few years ago we did a bit you, you were a part of this bit we did a bit um around a u.s election i went around the room so you can't do this on zoom i went around the room and i asked the t- you guys the hard-hitting question which teammate would make the best politician and Justin Williams without missing a beat. All you guys gave it some thought. Justin <laughs> Williams did not miss a beat. I teed him up. I said, which teammate would make the best politician and why? He says, Daniel Winnick, because he knows everything and he's never wrong. And he burst out to <laughs> drop the mic and he left. I said, I love it. Very that's, good. That's not your best drop the, drop the mic moment, though. You know, you know what I'm talking about. The I don't watch hockey. Oh, I don't watch hockey. Yeah. Uh, this, that one? Oh yeah, this. So this is. I forget. Like the Flyers and Penguins were playing a series or some something had happened. Else some rivalry night. Rivalry night. The night you love to hate. Right. Uh, and it was. And it was. I think Ben and I were the only people left in the locker room. And he asks Wojtek Volsky about something. And Wojtek just on, says, I'm, "I'm on assignment from NHL.com. I did not come this up question. with this yes. question, Carl. NHL.com was getting voices from around the league." Who's going to be tuned in to Sidney Crosby and the Penguins against the Flyers? Wojtek Volsky is standing there. I go up to him and I said, listen, I've got this bid from NHL.com. They want to know about uh, Penguins Flyers. You're going to be tuned in. And what did he say? Why no? The way he said it. He just said, I don't watch hockey and just left the room. Just just drop drop, drop the mic. Just (laughs) I don't watch hockey. And and then I, I don't did he ever score a goal after that in the NHL? Well, I know he has 99 career goals. Shouldn't take shots at the fellow. That's 99 no, but, but, no, but, combined. But sure. He has 99. He has, he's, he's on 99. And to be fair, I actually covered Wojtek at the 2018 Olympics without NHL players. And it was after his neck injury and all that. And we had a terrific conversation. So I, whatever had happened, I have a big fan of Wojtek Volsky. And I love this story. And, uh, and, and Troy Brower saved the piece. Should mention of that. Of course he, he did. Was in, he, he saw what happened and he just called me over. He said, here. What do you need? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. He saw, he said, what do you want? Penguins Flyers? And, uh, you know, yeah, I used to play in the Blues and Blackhawks and you get up for those games and it's perfect. Oh, man. So maybe, maybe uh, Wolski was having a tough day and it was just bad timing. Needed, <laughs> need to walk away from that one. But you'd be surprised. I mean, that's it, it probably also a fairly honest answer. How many guys don't watch any TJ Oshie, same one. TJ Oshie does not, like, every time you try to ask guys, he's like, guys, I don't watch. I'm like, that's fine. This is your job. It's okay. You don't have to. And there are guys who watch everything. I was talking to John Davidson from the Blue Jackets. He's like, man, I watch hockey all day and all night. So I'll be watching every single game you can imagine. Yeah. I mean, it. I, I'm I'm more along the lines of, of TJ. Like, I never watched a single, a single thing unless, um, unless I, you know, there was something that I needed to see, you know, like that I surprised knew that me even before kids, even before kids, I, we would never turn the TV on for, for hockey. I was like completely check out. The only hockey I would get would be the next morning. We'd have like the NHL network on or TSN or whatever it was would have like the highlights run over and over and yeah. over. And then I'd watch the highlights five times. So then I knew everything that was going on, but 
we would never th- throw a game on. I remember I went to Brooks Lake, had me over for dinner, one of my first couple years there. And first thing he did, flick on NHL Network or whatever it was, and he had the game on, and then the next game on, and and I'm like, I'm like, do you do you normally watch a lot of hockey? And he's like, I watch every game. <laughs> like I know I know everything that's going on. I'm like, oh buddy, like I, I need to decompress. You get burnt out. You get burnt out yeah. exactly, but. Some people like it. I watch way more now than I ever watched playing because, you know, I, I kind of need to know what's going on a little bit more. So, um, yeah, I, I get that. But maybe just tough timing with uh, with Wolski there. For great yeah, story, I'm, though. I'm, I'm, I'm always curious. I don't mean to throw the question at you here, but real, real quick, I'm, I'm always curious with players, current and former. When you watch, though, like when Wino and I are when, – when we watch – you know, news reports. I feel like I watch them differently. I watch how they're presented. I'm watching more than just the story. If you follow, if I watch Sports Center, I'm curious how the stories are presented, what order, why was it done this way? You know, nerdy oh, yeah. intricacy journalism stuff. When you watch hockey, like what are you? What what do you look for? What do you watch for as a hockey player or former? Well, it depends. If if I'm watching on TV, I'm watching um, I'm watching kind of like what's I'm just watching the game, like kind of what's happening. I'm I'm seeing who seems to have the momentum, where the energy is and and stuff like that. If I'm watching in person where I can focus on, you know, not just the camera angle, I can see what's going on. I'll watch a certain player or I'll watch like, uh, you know, what's going on all the time on the forecheck. You know, I'll always want to see where all the other guys are. Like I'll think as a defenseman, I'm like, okay, where's that puck going to go? Like, where's the best out right here? Someone's just dumped the puck in. Other team is forechecking, you know, two one two or or whatever. I'm thinking, okay, where's my out? You know, if I was out there, what am I doing right now? How do we break this? So there would be a couple times where I would watch. Um, actually, I remember this. We were in. This was when I was with uh, Laval, and we were in in um, Winnipeg. So we were playing the Moose the next day, and I remember. So I I went there the day before with my agent. We watched Tampa play the Jets. And I remember seeing that I'm watching their breakouts and I'm watching their neutral zone. And I'm like, well, obviously, you know, the moose are probably playing the same way the jets are and Tampa's breaking them every single time in the neutral zone and this on, on their breakouts. And I'm like, huh, good to know. So I go the next game and sure enough, exact same forecheck, exact same neutral zone. And we broke them every single time. I think they ended up having like, I think Winnipeg had like 10 shots all game because we just knew exactly well, like I, I remember paying close attention, telling my other D-men, like, hey, this, they do this all day long. This is how we break it. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a weakness when I can when I can watch. And so I don't necessarily pick up on on the full game, but I'm I'm looking at like I'm creating a, a pre-scout for a team. Looking for things you could exploit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, we got two more for you, and then I gotta run and pick up my kid from school. <laughs> and I gotta, I gotta run and see what the hell's going on at Capitals practice. Yes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Um, this one here, if and it's tough to tough to go back and think, but what's the best thing you've ever eaten? Best, best thing ever best eaten. Dish. I'll give you. I'll give you a second to think about it. I I can I can remember right away. I had this. It was at a mini bar in downtown in DC, and they had this donut. The outside was was donut but the inside was was ice cream and it was the best <laughs> single bite that i've ever had in my life oh my goodness best thing we've ever eaten <laughs> probably some sushi dish i'm a huge sushi fan sushi you can't guy. go wrong with sushi yeah yeah there's probably some exotic sushi dish i had but oh my goodness we're gonna lose creativity points here but <laughs> we're going sushi and we're going some exotic sushi i must have eaten somewhere 
Exotic sushi. Okay, I'll remember that. Uh, do you like sea urchin? Is that a type of sushi? <laughs> it's like a. It's like a. It's one of the worst things I've ever eaten. It's like a type of fish that is on. What do they call it? uni? Maybe. I don't know. It's on sushi. Not familiar. The less questions I ask when I eat sushi, the better. But I'll eat it. But and, you enjoy and, it, and, right? Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's a real treat. Yeah, I love it. All right, last one for you here. Let's think selfishly, okay? As selfish as possible. You have a million dollars to burn. Just burn through this million bucks. What What are the things you're doing with it? I guess we're go we're going down south where we're going to enjoy ourselves on on uh, on a vacation. But um, I I like I like memorabilia. I like things. I like uh, you know things that could be. As you look at my bare walls on this video Zoom here, I, I, uh, th- I, I, I like I like memorabilia. I like things that could be, uh, you know, possessed. <laughs> so what do you want? Like you want Aaron Rodgers' helmet? Like what? Like what are we talking about here? Yeah, like uh, you know, jerseys and and things like that. But a million's a lot to burn through. But uh, would uh, would go through some experiences, uh, some travel, go south, maybe hit up some ballparks. Maybe include the family. You just said selfish, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You would go to Lambeau and you'd go to Cameron Indoor and we'd sit on the fifth row and watch it. Yeah. Even though that cost nothing, which was nice. (laughs) Those are priceless experiences. Fair enough. Okay. All right. Let me quickly add this up here. So I just give us 107, Carl, and we're good. (laughs) I mean, hey, if I just start giving away points, then the game loses integrity. You know, this is all about integrity. I'm. The sushi. I'm gonna have to dock a couple points for creativity. I think Platinum is on. Okay, going back to my scores here. You are sitting. I'm, I hate to say it, but you're gonna be sitting at 101 points. Mm, south oh. of. Nice. Tied with Steve Alexi though. All right, that's good company. Yes, you should be happy about that. Steve was a company. great guest. Just have somebody next week knock off John from the podium. All right. Well, I mean, if, if Jason Chimera might knock, might yeah. knock John Walton off the podium here. Might become the new number one. <laughs> exactly. Well, thanks for participating in my uh, my silly questions right there. Stupid questions. Yes. And appreciate Ra- it, Carl. Raby, thank you very much for joining us. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, fellas. All's caps. Thank you. Thanks, man. Everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll we talk to you with Jason Chimera next week on All's Caps. <laughs>